Private Lender Podcast, Episode 58. The Private Lender Podcast quote of the day comes to us from J. Paul Getty, who said, Buy when everyone else is selling, and hold until everyone else is buying. That's not just a catchy slogan. It's the very essence of successful investing. This is the Private Lender Podcast, the show that shares practical advice and know-how for new and seasoned lenders, from private mortgages on single-family houses to joint ventures on commercial projects and beyond. Discover details about investment vehicles that you won't find at your local bank or online broker. Listen and learn from private lenders and real estate investors, as well as from professionals and entrepreneurs, as they share the details, strategies, and the insight that allows for successful and prosperous lending. Now, get ready to increase your ROI. Here's your host, Keith Baker. So Nancy Pelosi and Donald Trump walk into a bar. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Private Lender Podcast, the only podcast known to mankind that is dedicated to helping private lenders keep their money safe while building wealth with old world pragmatism and without banks or Wall Street. If you're looking for a way to learn how to build wealth by utilizing time-tested methods in this ever-changing world, then you're in the right place. My name is Keith Beck, and I'd like to welcome you to episode number 58. Today, I'll be speaking or giving you part four of my foreclosure journal. So in a sense, I was thinking about this uh, right before I went on, and I was like, you know, I'm going to be telling you the rest of the story. But first, let's go ahead and thank our sponsor. This episode of the Private Lender Podcast is proudly sponsored by CountyTaxSaleApp.org. With CountyTaxSaleApp.org, you get a very powerful lead generation tool in the palm of your hand, on your laptop, desktop, or any device you choose get real-time alerts for between 300 and 600 properties every month that are coming up for the foreclosure auction in Harris County, Texas, the third largest county in the United States. With this intuitive design and interface, the County Tax Sale app lets you search all properties with highly motivated sellers that are coming up for foreclosure auction. Simply search the map and click on a property to learn important details about that property, such as the address, owner's contact info, minimum bid, and a street view photo. You can save properties to your favorites and contact the sellers directly and receive email and text alerts if one of your favorite properties is redeemed or canceled prior to the auction. You can even listen to Sammy Gupta on episode 28 of this podcast as he discusses all the powerful features and benefits of CountyTaxSaleApp.org. For more information, go to the Private Lender Podcast sponsor page, the show notes page for this episode, or to CountyTaxSaleApp.org. That's CountyTaxSaleApp.org. As always, big ups and a big thanks to our sponsors and friends over at CountyTaxSaleApp.org and also over at 713RIA.com. Please support them or drop them a line and tell them that Keith sent you. All right, let's get to it. In the past three editions of the Foreclosure Journal, I've talked about how we, I'm a partner, I landed, got into the property and what happened, what went wrong, Hurricane Harvey, and let the guy stay for over a year with uh, no communication from him. So ultimately, we uh, consulted the attorney and we had him take care of the foreclosure process on our behalf. And I believe it was Christmas Eve episode. I, I talked about that a bit. So what finally happened? Well, we the foreclosure went through. Nobody bid on it because the ask was was so high. It didn't make sense for, for picking it up at the foreclosure auction for s several reasons, mostly that it was just there wasn't enough equity in the home. So we got it back, which is fine. It's still in really bad shape. About the condition it was in when we bought it. Uh, however, we have a new exit strategy 
that should prove, uh, in a perfect world, it should prove more profitable than just reselling it again with owner financing, taking a down payment, and then coming up with a note. As my kids like to say, what had happened was, against my initial feelings and flashbacks to uh, my landlord, Hell, we've turned the property into a rental. (laughs) Yes, it's true. I want to walk you through at least uh, how I was sold. I was going to say our thinking, but at least what I was sold. And all the way, uh, by the way, all the credit really goes to my partner, Landon's team, his office, who found a new couple that has some interesting needs. And there's some, I think, some synergy here with us. So once we got the house back, then again, Landon's team found a young couple. I say young couple, a new couple. I don't know how young they are exactly, but apparently they're new. I think they're uh, maybe recently divorced, maybe have some credit issues. and not, not exactly sure. However, they run a contracting business and want to rent this house for its garage and then in about a year go on a lease option program with it. So we've got all the documents that we have our lease that stipulates some pretty wonderful things and including inspections and what we, we ended up trading services for deposit in lieu of a deposit. So I'll get to that in a minute, but it always worked out because we found this couple. So they're going to rent it for a year. We have a, a contract, a lease for a year at six fifty a month in rent. The security deposit normally would have been at least six fifty. We put it in the contract that the tenant had to have the property trashed out, the yard mowed, the three cars removed from the front yard, all the junk out of the backyard, and the floors swept before they could actually move in and get the keys and take possession. So we were able to confirm that they did. They held up their end of the bargain. So now the property is not going to get letters from the city and other municipalities for various code violations. But because we are renting, we're going to depreciate, take advantage of some of the, the depreciation on that property for this first year. And, and my friend Michael Plax always says you should always consider converting rental properties into owner finance or seller finance properties because it is uh, much more beneficial for you tax wise. So I've got to run that back down, but I just knew that in the back of my head that this would probably be a, a decent move if we can get some good renters who are serious about wanting to become owners in the next 12 to 24 months. So, and I, we can depreciate the property, at least uh, I need to fact check that with my CPA because you know you never know these days. Every time you turn around, something's new. So who knows? But I, I believe at least the last time I looked, we can still depreciate uh, the, the property, which it might not be much, um, but you know, every little bit that, that goes to helping me avoid taxes, you know, not evade them, but avoid them. Avoidance is okay. Remember that. Uh, then the, I'm okay with that. And I'm going to, you know, I, I just realized I don't have the, the firm numbers on this right now. I'll have to go back and and maybe on another episode confirm with you these numbers. But essentially our overhead on this property right now consists of taxes and insurance. It's about $125 a month, give or take. So we're cash flowing $525 a month before taxes and repairs on a house that is worth, as is, probably $25K. We could sell or finance it for $35. And if somebody really went in and, and fixed it up, it could probably nab 60 to 65 retail after repair value, give or take. So, But I'm still a landlord and I feel a little weird about that. But I wouldn't have done this if I didn't have a partner who's very experienced with this type of house in this particular city in this part of Texas and whose staff manages the property and similar properties properties on a daily basis. I mean, we'll see how it goes. But so far, all the checks have cleared. Uh, all the signatures seem appear valid. 
And I guess we'll just have to go from there and see what happens. So I can hear the booze a little bit right now. And you know, I'm hoping that this doesn't end up like uh, my last the Landlord Adventure. And you're probably yelling at me going, Keith, I thought this was about private lending. Why are you becoming a landlord? Well, being honest, trying to tell you what, what has happened with the foreclosure, not my initial exit strategy, but I'm willing to be a little more nimble on this one, on this rental. And it's a great way to get my feet back into the game. And if we can turn this into a lease option and a, and a seller finance, then it really becomes a win-win for uh, both Landon and I, and also this couple who want to convert it, not just into it from a shop, but you know, into back into a residence. So I guess, well, the journal will continue on this for a little bit, but that's how the four steps that have gotten us through from the beginning to the end. And yep, that's going to wrap it up for this episode 58. The price of admission to this podcast is free. The only thing I ask is that you please go to iTunes, particularly leave a rating and review. The more of those I get, the more we can reach people just like yourself who are looking for alternative ways to create wealth and not have to live with banks or Wall Street. You can also go to Google Podcast, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or whatever platform you use to listen to this, or uh, you can go to the show notes. Well, I have links there that'll take you to iTunes. And normally, if you're, uh, if you're listening on your iPhone, just hit the little purple iTunes, or no, sorry, the podcast button, find the Private Lender Podcast, and just scroll all the way down, and it'll be a place where you can give uh, a star rating and, and a review. And please help spread the word so that others can find us and listen as well. Connect with me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Bigger Pockets. And of course, links to all of those channels can be found at privatelenderpodcast.com. And finally, if you want to know and learn about the Private Lender Academy, whenever I do finally get it out of the workshop and into the hands of the public, uh, please go to privatelenderacademy.com and sign up to get on the waiting list and you will know more about when it it actually launches and, and goes live. Thank you guys for listening. Please keep reaching out to me. I greatly appreciate all the feedback I've been receiving. And besides health and success, I wish you all safe and prosperous Private Lending. And I'll catch y'all in the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Private Lender Podcast with your host, Keith Baker. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit privatelenderpodcast.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review, and we'll catch you next time. Baba Bowie.